welcome to Fellowship of Champions, Wednesday Refresh Bible Study. I am Pastor Ralph, and I'm so happy that you've joined us tonight. Uh, if you haven't already, uh, oh, they got it scrolling, so let me do that. At FOC, we're a church teaching you to walk in love, live by faith, and experience God's prosperity in every single area of your life. And so we're so glad that you've chosen to worship with us tonight. If you would help us with a little social media outreach by liking and loving the broadcast, sharing the broadcast where you have permission, and then tagging friends uh, and putting it on your story. So uh, if you want to tag them, hashtag live, if you're watching live, you know you're watching live because you'll see a red box in the top corner. Uh, if you're watching a replay, I think the box will be gray and let hashtag replay and let us know where you're watching from. All right, what we got? We got Don. What's up, Don from the DMV? What's up, uh, Coon Fields? How are you guys this evening? Uh, the Co uh, Miss Coleman, uh, Dr. McCoy. Uh, so glad to see you guys. Got Dr. Jackson and NWA. So if you haven't already, hashtag, where you, if you're watching live or replay, where you're watching from, tag a friend, tag a partner. All right, take care of that for us and share where you have permissions and then like a love the broadcast and add it to your story. All right, so if you would do that, we will greatly appreciate it. All right, I'm going to go through the announcements real quick and pray and then we'll get into the word tonight. All right, tonight's Wednesday. You know, Wednesday is jam-packed. All right, we got three things happening on Wednesday at seven o'clock. You probably saw Pastor Chris. She's on our intercessory prayer team. Seven o'clock, we have prayer. All right, so you just you guys know to find us prayer. It's right here at our Fellowship of Champions page. All right. Then at 7.15, all right, we have Ignite Bible Study. We stagger the time so that those teaching Ignite can get some of the prayer in before they go lead our children, um, our teens in, in service. So that's also on Wednesday night. More information about Ignite can be found on the web page, focchurch.com. Uh, all right. And then at 8, we're here with... Uh, me or whoever you see on Wednesday night for Refresh Bible Study, all right? And then you're in, our next time to get together will be Friday morning at 6.30 a.m. for Champion Circle Prayer. So you set your alarm uh, and be there. I think the numbers are going are increasing, so we're still looking to hit that three-digit number to, of 100. I know we can do it. So you go ahead and uh, let a partner know. You show up first. But then you also bring somebody with you, all right? Share it on your page. I got, I had somebody, I was at one of my schools, uh, just randomly walking through the building, and one of the uh, people stopped me and said, hey, I missed prayer this morning because you didn't add it to your page. And I was like, oh, my bad, my fault. So always share it to your page. People may not be commenting. They may not like or love it, but they just may be sitting there watching it. And so make sure that you're sharing things, all right? Then Sunday morning, Join Pastor Chris and Elder Valley on the keyboard, on the keys for praise and worship. All right. It is the best way to start your Sunday morning. All right. With Pastor Chris and Elder Valley. And then we'll follow that up with Pastor Sean and Pastor Edwin for our Sunday celebration at 930. All right. Then on Mondays, we have strategies for success. Uh, led by Pastor Sean. You can find that on both her personal and her professional Facebook pages, as well as YouTube. All right. So those are our announcements for the uh, for tonight. Also, February the 5th is our, did I get the date? I did right. February the 5th at 11 a.m. It is our next in-person huddle. I highly encourage you 
to be there. All right, Pastor Edwin, our man of God has asked for us to be there. So if you are alive and you can make it there, then I expect to see your face in the place. All right, February the 5th at our Fayetteville, Arkansas location, 2737 North Old Water Road. You can go to our website once again and get that information, but make plans to be there February 5th at 11 a.m. for that service. All right. So that concludes our announcements. Um, and so if you were there, if you haven't already, go to the website and listen to Pastor Edwin's message. It's posted. Go to the website. Go to the top where it says watch and listen and go to the middle of the page where it's in red, where it says something like uh, uh, 2003 God and Word or it's in red and bold. You can't miss it. It's a link. Click it. Listen to the message that Pastor Edwin taught uh from the live service on uh new year's all right they also talked that morning online but the message uh that he taught for new year's had the guiding word in it go listen to that he talked about the three r's go take time to listen to that every word that comes across the pulpit we are responsible for and there's information that's in that that you definitely want to hear that'll help guide your 2023 so that you may prosper even in the midst of a crisis, all right? So make time, you make sure that you take time to do that, all right? So, and with that said, subscribe to our podcast. You wouldn't have to worry about it. You wouldn't have to look for it because every time you turn around, it'll pop up iTunes, Google Play Store, uh, Spotify, all of those things, they all have, you can uh, subscribe to our podcast. That's what I like listening to, unless you pay for the paid version of like some of the things, uh, it's the only way you can get a seamless message without having to uh, mess with your phone, all right? So make sure that you subscribe to that. It helps our numbers because once we get so far on YouTube with so many likes and subscribers, it gives us a few more features to do a couple of different things, all right? So let's do that, all right? So that's 11 minutes of our time. Tonight, uh, you know, it's the beginning of the year. We're going to bring everything back to the guiding word. But uh, inside of the guiding word, when past, uh, I hope you're reading it every day. Uh, we put it on our website. You can download the PDF. Uh, I also uh, I created a desktop screensaver. I added to the website for those. I, so I read mine multiple times a day because it's on my desktop now. It's my screensaver. But in the guiding word, Pastor Edwin states, uh, I think it's in paragraph number two, I believe. Uh, it says this. Do not be afraid of the announcements that will come within the next six months. Remind yourself that you are in my hands. It says that I will take care of you. Don't walk in fear of those things that you see happening around you, for I am your father in covenant. My angels are already encamped around you and have been given their assignment to protect you and guard you against need and lack. And so in a, in a guiding word, Pastor Edwin was basically giving us a warning, right? Not a warning in like in a bad manner, but saying, hey, uh, look, there's some things that's going to show up in the earth. All right. And when they show up in the earth in the next six months, just make sure that you remind yourself that, hey, you know what? I'm all right. I'm in God's hand. Know that he'll take care of you. Uh, and so with that said, in a crisis situation, a lot of times people, if you look at the crisis, then you panic and you become anxious uh, and then your feelings overwhelm you. 
Uh, and it's like I tell my kids, when you don't make, when you lose your ability to maintain your emotions, it makes you dumber, right? It makes you, it gives you the inability to make sound decisions because you're responding from your emotion and an instinctual response instead of thinking about the situation. And so if you don't guide yourself according to this word, there will be things that show up in the next six months that will throw you off. And if you're not careful, you'll respond with your words and you'll believe in your heart. And that will manifest something that's contradictory to the word of God. And that's not what we want to do. All right. We want to make sure that the things that we do are in line with what the father has for us. All right. Good evening, Ivy. Good evening. So tonight I want to talk about the kingdom management mandate. Because what we got to understand is God has given us a mandate to, of management to manage the earth. And in that management of this, we will always come out on top if we manage well. Tell your neighbor, to, I mean, tell you, I say, I'll always come out on top if I manage well. I'll always come out on top when I manage well. <laughs> That's funny reading it. When you lose the ability to maintain your emotions, you get dumber and dumber. Right. It's going to get gooder and gooder. But when you when you find yourself in a crisis, when you find yourself in fear, you get dumber and dumber. All right. Let's it's be a lot of scripture tonight. And I'm going to go through this pretty fast because I just I want you to hear it and then you can go and, and flesh it out a little bit yourself. All right. Jeremiah 17 and 8. It says, for he shall be like a tree planted by the waters that spreads out its roots by the river and it shall not see in fear. He, when he comes, but his leaf shall be green. It shall not be anxious and full of care in the year of drought, nor shall it cease yielding fruit. Let's go back to that first part real quick. It says, for he shall be like a tree planted by the waters that spreads out of roots by the river, and it shall what? Not see and fear. It, and that's a conjunction. You know, you in English class, you know, and it's a conjunction. So that means there will be an opportunity for you to see and based off what you see, it will ignite fear in your life. He says, but those, for he shall be like a tree planted by the water, spread out his roots by the river, and it shall not see in fear. A lot of times you don't have fear unless you saw something, either with your physical eyes. Like the other day, Aiden had a bad dream, or Ava had a bad dream, and she got up and ran into our room. In her imagination, she had seen something, therefore she feared. And so what happens in the earth, fear is a byproduct of what you've seen. And oftentimes it's contrary to the will of God. Uh, as a father, my kids don't see me in fear. Why? Because all they know is provision. So when you understand that God is a man that he cannot lie, then there's no reason for me to see in fear because what I see is what he has said. For my life, I see that even in a mist of heat, my leaf will not drip wither. I will not be without in drought because that's what I see. If you are experiencing fear, it's because you're seeing something contrary to what God has said. And fear is a byproduct of seeing an image that's contrary to the kingdom of God. Because the Bible says, I have not given you a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. So if God isn't giving us fear, and the images of his word isn't giving us fear, fear is coming by some, when we see something that's contradictory to what God said. 
because what God said is always complete. But when you have fear, you're probably saying the fact that you don't think you got enough money. You're probably saying the fact that you think you may die from this. You're probably saying the fact that you think you may uh, get injured or somebody may hurt you. You're looking at situations that look like something else and you saw the outcome of those things were negative and you're relating the thing because the mind is always going to take the path of least resistance unless you Romans 12 and 2 it and you renew it. And so anytime I see something that looks like something that hurt me before, I'm going to cower. I'm going to become anxious. And I'm going to be fearful because of what I see. So the Bible says, don't be worried about, don't be worried about that. All right. Not seeing fear when he comes, but his leaf shall be green. It shall not be anxious and full of care in the year of drought, nor shall it cease yielding fruit. I won't ever cease yielding fruit. I always have because that's what the word says. I choose to see what he said. I choose to see what he says. So if the economy goes bad, I know in a year of drought, I will not, I'll, I won't stop cease yielding fruit. I know that even when there's no rain, I won't stop yielding fruit. Why? Because that's the word that he said and I'll see what he said. All right. So we got to understand you already got a word on what will occur in their crisis. The guiding word gives you a word on what's going to happen and the word Bible gives you a word on what's going to happen. You got instructions on how to prosper, right? You already aware that your angels are encamped around about you to protect you and keep and, and shield you against need and lack. That's what you already know. But the, the, it also says you got to let him be Lord. You got to give him permission to be the owner of the company, right? You got to give him permission. So if we have the instructions and all of these things going for us. And we have the fathers of faith like Abraham and Isaac and, 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 and Elijah and Elisha. We have all these men and women of faith in the Bible. Then how in the world do we still come up short from seeing the things that God have us? And that's where I want to bring in the parallel of franchising and management, because it'll be something that makes earthly sense to us that we can parallel to the kingdom. Right. How do we still come up short? All right. So over several years ago, McDonald's were created. You guys know the stories of story of McDonald's. Right. And uh, when McDonald's was created, it was one building and then it just kept spreading right over and over again. And, you know, if you look up, if you want to franchise a McDonald's, they got a whole school you got to go to. There's there's requirements for entering into a franchise at McDonald's. And then McDonald's tells you something. You got to do it this way if you want this result, right? One uh, owner uh, in California says it this way. McDonald's has an amazing playbook. We just need to follow it. And so as a company, they understood as a company owner, franchisee, they, she understood, hey, the playbook's great. I just got to follow it. So, so she said, basically, I can't be angry if I'm not getting the results that Hamburger You promised me, if I'm not doing the plan or the playbook that McDonald's told me to go by, you invest all of this money, you invest all of this time, you invest all of this effort, McDonald's gives you a playbook and then you go out there and do your own thing. As a franchisee, you can't expect the results. And McDonald's will tell you like this, look, if you ain't going to do it the way that we told you to do it, then we're going to take back our, our franchise from you, right? So as a franchise in McDonald's, you are a man, uh, a franchisee in McDonald's is a manager. And we got to understand in today's world, we see the word manager and we've come up with all other titles like CEOs and all that. For the sake of this message, a CEO is a manager, all right? 
Uh, I ain't talking about the little shift manager. And if anybody's shift manager, I ain't calling your job little. But I'm just saying, we water down that word manager. So for the sake of the manager, uh, this message, the word manager is a person responsible for controlling or administering all or part of a company or similar organization. A CEO is a manager, all right? So the success or failure of your franchise or a franchise is dependent upon your ability to follow the proven plan laid out by the company. So if I franchise McDonald's, my ability to have a successful McDonald's is dependent upon my ability to follow the playbook that they have uh, established since their creation. See, what's in that playbook is already some things that are tried and true. See, somebody in that playbook tried to open 90 McDonald's at one, I mean, several McDonald's at once. Uh, with no experience and it failed. So they limit the number of McDonald's you can open at once. Somebody tried to introduce new menu items without company approval and that failed. And so now there's something in there that you can't sell anything that's not approved. Everything in the manual is there because it's already been tried and it's already true. It's taking out all the guesswork to give you optimal opportunity to experience success in your endeavor. Likewise, it is with the kingdom of God, right? Earth is a franchise of heaven. It's an extension of heaven. Heaven was there in creation. And, and what, G, what God said is like, look, I got heaven, but then I see earth over here. And he's like, I'm going to create a franchise, and I'm going to call this franchise earth and heaven for the sake of this message is the company right it is the company and the franchise is earth and so earth is a franchise of heaven and if you look at genesis 2 4 and 5 in order to have a franchise there has to be what we call a manager see god managed everything in heaven you don't ever see, if you go to McDonald's, it'd be like McDonald's. This local McDonald's is owned by blah, blah, blah. That's the franchisee. That's the person expected to run that McDonald's and follow the, the uh, hamburger use policy. So in Genesis 2, 4, and 5, it says this. This is the account of the creations of the heavens and earth. When the Lord God made the earth and the heavens, neither wild plants nor grains were growing on the earth, for the Lord God had not sent rain to the water of the earth. And there were no people to cultivate the soil. And otherwise, God had a building, but he didn't have a manager to take care of it. So he said, look, I got this franchise. I got, I got this. I got this opportunity here to duplicate heaven in another territory. So this is what I want to do. But in order to make it work, I'm going to need a manager. I am going to need somebody who has the ability and who's responsible for controlling and administering all a part or a part of the heavens inside of the earth. All right. So that's what's happening. So what is a franchise? A franchise is an authorization granted by a government or company to an individual or group or group enabling them to carry out specified commercial activities, providing broadcasting, blah, blah, blah. So anyway, the franchise is an authorized company, right? You're authorized by the government. You're authorized by heaven right? 
to an individual or group. That'll be me and you. So what God did, he says, hey, here is heaven. I am going to franchise it and call it earth. And then I am going to create a man, right? In Genesis 2, 4 through 5, he said he had everything in the earth they needed, but he couldn't make anything grow. He couldn't send rain. Why? Because there were no people to cultivate the soil. He didn't have a manager. So God has given the earth to us to rule over. It is our franchise and we are franchisees. But he didn't franchise heaven to earth until he had us here. And so our job is to manage everything in this earth. And if you know anything about a franchise, it's supposed to resemble the company. What did I tell you the company was for the sake of this message? It is the kingdom of God. It is God's way of thinking, God's way of doing. It is the kingdom of heaven. So that's the company. So God says, I'm going to put Adam in this earth. I'm going to put Eve in this earth. And they're going to be the franchisees. I have granted them all my authority. Why? Because the Bible says, let us make man in my image and my likeness, right? That's what he said. Let me give them authority over the fish of the sea, the birds of the air. In other words, he said, let me make them the franchisee. Let me make them the manager so that they can make earth look just like heaven. And verse 27 says, so God created man in his own image. In the image and likeness of God, he created him male and female. Why did he do that? He needed us to look just like him so that we would manage just like him so the franchise of earth could look just like heaven. It says in Psalms 115, 15 to 16, it says, May you be blessed of the Lord who made heaven and earth. The heavens are the Lord's, but the earth what? Has he given to who? The children of man. Once again, God has called you to be a franchisee. God has called you to be a manager. And when he calls you to be a manager, just like Hamburger University, God didn't leave you out here without training. He took you through training. Genesis 1, 28 through 30. And I got to speed up. 28, 1 through 30 says, God blessed them and said to them, what? This is what I want you to do. As a franchisee of earth, as, as a governing, as a managing partner of, of this company, right? I need you to be fruitful. I need you to multiply. I need you to fill the earth. I need you to subdue it. It says, using all its vast resources in the services of God and man and have dominion over everything. And, and, and God said, see, I've given you everything, every plant yielding seed that is on the face of the land and all. He said, I've given you everything. It's under your ownership, right? But what do you, what do you know about an effective manager? All right. I have the opportunity to serve as serving as a director of, uh, non-traditional learning for my company, right? Uh, I oversee a couple hundred uh, staff members. I got a bunch of people under me that work as a manager. Uh, all my effective managers push the vision that I gave them. An ineffective manager does what they want to do. An effective manager doesn't push their own agenda, but that of the company. And so my question to you, if God, if you already know that God has made you a franchisee, you already know that God has made you a manager, whose agenda are you pushing? Like, like, and, and you'll get this because I got another example for you. Whose agenda are you pushing? This summer, when I was talking to them about what I expected this year, I, we got an acronym called GIL. It talks about uh, grace, right? 
We're going to operate with grace. We're going to operate with integrity. We're going to operate with vision, and we're going to operate with excellence, right? That's our acronym for this year. We're going to give grace to everybody that we encounter, whether they deserve it or not. We're going to be a company that operates with integrity. We don't got to have the state coming in to know if we're doing the good things or things right or wrong. We're going to do what's right even when nobody's looking. We're going to provide vision and hope to these kids that we encounter, right? That's what we're going to do, and we're going to do it with excellence. Every day we're going to show up. We're going to show up and we're going to do it with excellence. Even when we feel like it, don't feel like it. We're going to do it with excellence. Even when things aren't going our way, we're going to do it with excellence. Why? Because we're painting an image for what we want our kids to look like. We got to show up giving our best even when we don't feel like it. And that was our, that's our acronym for the year. And then I got managers that do a great job with that. And then I got some that don't. Because as an effective manager, it ain't about what I want to do, but it's about what the company has called me to do. See, see, you as a manager, you want to do what you want to do, right? But imagine if uh, McDonald's owners abandoned the company playbook, right? Imagine a franchisee said, you know what? I know what hamburger you told me, but I ain't what I'm doing. They're going to experience failure. Ain't no doubt about it. And you're going to make the brand look bad. Why? Because... There will not be solidarity, there won't be alignment, and there won't be a collaboration. One McDonald's may serve the traditional menu, while others serve sushi, barbecue, Mexican, and vegan food. Can you imagine how upset you will be if you showed up for a McDonald's, you want a quarter pounder with cheese and french fries, but they all they said, they had meatless burgers and veggie sticks, carrots and cucumbers? You'd be like, whoa, that ain't what McDonald's supposed to be serving me. The lack of management will create uncertainty among customers and ultimately bring the demise to the brand. All right, Saints, y'all listening? Because we're drawing a parallel. Well, listen up, Saints. Many people have lost faith in God and are not attracted to the kingdom, not because God has changed, but his franchisees that you and I are not being effective managers of what he's given us authority to manage. That's why the church has a bad rep. The church ain't bad. It's just got some poor managers. And see, you'll be mad. And so people are showing up looking for God and when his franchise and, and the, from the company, but God's franchisees, his managers, the kingdom people, the saved, the set free, the delivered, they ain't operating like the company. People come in looking for French fries. They come in looking for healing. They're coming looking for deliverance. They're coming looking for all these things, right? But the franchisees aren't operating by the playbook of the kingdom. Of the company. So they're not able to deliver deliver fresh hot french fries because they didn't go buy the playbook of the company. So when people are like, well, this McDonald's don't got the same food as all the McDonald's, I ain't going back there. Because they want what the company has advertised it will get. What did the company advertise it would get? The Bible says that we are lay hands on the sick and they recover. That, that's what the company advertises. The, the company says that in a drought, we won't be without. The company says that he wished above all things that we may prosper. The company says that he'll never leave us forsake us. The company says that he'll prepare a table in the presence of thy enemies. The company says that he'll be a protection. He'll cause our feet to be steady like hind's feet. That's what the company says. But when he has managers 
who are enabled due to their own pride and selfishness to walk out their own plans instead of the plan of the company, we make the company look bad. And so what we got to understand is this, knowing that God has called us to be a manager of the earth is essential for us to be able to extend heaven and earth. When we fail to know our calling, we limit the flow of heaven into the sector of earth we have been called to dominate. Listen, when we fail to know our calling, when we fail to be a franchisee, when we fail to manage what God has called us to manage, we limit the flow of heaven into the sector of earth we have all been called to dominate. Think about if Pastor Chris wasn't doing what she was supposed to do in education. If Pastor Sean wasn't doing what she was supposed to do for coaching. If, if, if Shonda wasn't doing what she was supposed to be doing for deliverance and prayer. Think about all these sectors that we have all been called to. At any time we mismanage a sector, our disobedience does not occur in a vacuum. We end up hurting the company. And then the customers, those that are, are lost. The customers, those that don't know Christ, the customers, those seeking miracles, the customers, those seeking healing, they're not able to get what they need because, oh God, I didn't want to franchise the cleaning ministry. That ain't what I want. I wanted to be on the praise team. I wanted to be the pastor. I wanted to be the prayer leader. I wanted to be the youth pastor. No, baby, he called you to franchise this, this cleaning ministry right here. Because how many of you know if you show up to a dirty church, ain't a lot going to get done. I'm going to be distracted if I got nasty tissues around my seat. I'm going to be a bit distracted if there are open Pepsi cans and bottles of used bottles of water all around me. See, we, what the earth has done is dummy down roles within the thing, uh, the ministry. Every role is important if God asks you to do it. It's essential to the business. If McDonald's didn't have people to clean the parking lot, I mean, I go to the gym in the mornings and sometimes I go through and get my baby some biscuits. They love an egg biscuit. They'll be out there power washing the uh, drive-thru because don't nobody want to come through and see no nasty, greasy, grimy drive-thru. It's just a bad look. But see, you minimizing it because that's not the franchise you wanted. You wanted to be the store manager, but see, you can't even handle the parking lot. You wanted to be the CEO, but you can't even show up to work on time. See, your, your actions don't align to the role in which you want to play, and God is not going to give you that. Every role is important if God asks you to do it. He wouldn't ask you to do it if it wasn't important. So, what happens, though, when we don't do what we're supposed to do? Man, we're going to run out of time. Adam and Eve, when properly managing, had the ability to walk with God every day, right? They, they imitated exactly what the company, the company referring to the kingdom, desired for them to do. However, mismanagement caused them to be removed from their assignment and caused sin to enter the franchise. Ever since then, the earth has had issue with mismanagement and crisis. So crisis, and we're going back, we're coming back to the, uh, the word from God, right? In the next six months, the crisis is a result of a, the failure of humankind as managers to bring the franchise earth back into alignment with the company, which is the kingdom of God. So we see crisis, we see things, all because sin entered the earth. And what happens is 
Satan uses your desire to rule against you. So you got to understand there was nothing wrong. See, that's how he got Eve and Adam. They, he made them think that they were missing out on something when God had already given you everything. See, not having sex until you marriage isn't that you missing out on anything. He's just trying to set you up for something. He is always using your desire to rule against you. Human ambitions to govern have been encouraged by the enemy to undermine God's authority. It even That's how I got Adam and Eve, and that's what's happening today. Because we're unaware. What happens is, if you keep doing the thing so long, it becomes numb to you. So we become unaware of the rationale for the innate calling to manage. You got it. Sorry, I said that wrong. You have an innate calling to manage. You have an innate calling to, to rule over. That, that your desire to lord, your desire to, to, to make decisions, your desire to, to manage things, that's not a misplaced desire. But what the enemy does, he gets you to say, okay, God has called you to manage something in the earth, but instead of managing what God has called you to do, that desire, that innate characteristic and ability to manage is not used for kingdom purpose. It's mismanaging. So now we fulfill the desires of our own heart because we manage ourselves. See, when you manage your own body, you find yourself in bed with people that ain't your spouse. When you manage your own body, you find yourself at the bottom of a... Uh, uh, alcoholic drink consuming so much that you can't find your way home. See, you want to rule over something, so you end up ruling over yourself. And the Bible tells us, "Curses the man that makes curses the man that makes his flesh his arm." So anytime I begin to rely on myself to rule over my own self, then it causes me to end up in failure. So you want to manage something, right? And you're supposed to manage because that is a calling that God has given you. There's nothing wrong with the desire to manage, but you got to manage your franchise the way that the company has called you to. So you want to manage your money, and that's why your money uh funny. You want to manage your time, and that's why you don't got enough of it. You want to manage your energy and how you're eating, I mean, and think how things go, but you won't let God talk to you about your enemy. You understand that you are not your own. You belong to the company. See, when you become a franchisee, the way you want to do things no longer matters, baby. It's all about how the company wants it done. And see, as a manager inside of the kingdom of God, then how Ralph wants to do it really has nothing to do with anything because God owns everything and I own nothing. The company in which I have chosen to partner with in this franchise is the way I do life. See, the enemy has slowly influenced us to abort the kingdom or the company's culture for the one that we see humans have created. Therefore, we have made normal what is a blatant disregard and violation for kingdom standards. Ralph, what you talking about? Marriage. I'm talking about marriage. I'm talking about, y'all can come for me. I don't care. All right? The word, the word. I'm talking about same-sex marriage. I'm talking about, I'm talking about that. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about our views on sex. I'm talking about the tactics we use to relieve stress, such as drug use, drinking, hedonism. And all these things. I'm talking about the, the, the falsehood of tithing and giving. I'm talking about the fact that you don't need to go to church nowhere because uh, that ain't important anymore. That's what I'm talking about. All those things because they've become so normal and, and that we are no longer callous to it because why? You know why? 
because we have been slowly influenced and lulled to sleep and we've aborted the company's values and the company's culture and that we're in blatant disregard because we don't want to offend nobody. God didn't create a company. You don't, you don't think McDonald's care about its commercials? It's going to advertise what it advertises regardless of what Burger King thinks, regardless of what, what a burger thinks. It's going to do its own thing. And in the kingdom of God, we teach an uncompromising gospel. We don't say, oh, you know what? The gospel needs to lighten up. I mean, hey, yeah, I could tell uh, this person to be celibate, but hey, if you've been married and had sex before, then I mean, that's a little tough. No, that ain't the gospel, baby. It don't matter who you are. If you having sex and you ain't married, that's contradictory to the company. It doesn't line up with the company's culture and the company's values or the company's expectations. Therefore, it's mismanagement. It's mismanagement. Somebody petty on the comments tonight. It is mismanagement. So as the management style has shifted farther and farther from the kingdom of God, the ability to accept ungodly practices become easier and easier. Because if you're not careful, even as a believer, God, you begin to accept things that 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 are that are contradictory to the company. You'll begin to be like, oh yeah, you know what? Yeah, it's. I mean, I get a girl. We can't always afford to tie. The devil is a lie. You know what? Yeah, yeah. I understand why you did that. Hey, listen. It is not our job to make the gospel easy for anybody. It is our job to teach a gospel uncompromisingly. Is our God to tell? Is our job to tell people what thus says the Lord, what thus says the company? And as a manager, I don't get to insert how I feel. About, I like that, April. We can't rewrite the company's policies and procedures. We can't rewrite that. And see what many of you gonna do? You're gonna find time is back. All right. Uh, in case we run out of time, at the end you find out this: effective management will bring you through a crisis. See, there, there, a lot of companies shut down during COVID. One of my, they had to close places. All right. But when you have an effective policy, and this is where the earth example kind of ter, uh, gets distracted. See, it, it doesn't matter what happens in the earth, baby. Your company isn't affected by what happens in the earth. You are in this earth, but you're not, you're in this world, but you're not of this world. In, in heaven, there are no recessions. So your company never has experienced one. Go back to the first scripture that we read at the begin at the very top. Uh, let me go read it. Jeremiah 17. It says, for he shall be like a tree planted by the, it's on the screen, planted by the waters that spreads out its roots by the river. They shall not see in fear when he comes, but his leaf shall be green. Hallelujah. My leaf is always green. It shall not be anxious and full of care in the year of drought, nor shall it ye uh, cease yielding fruit. So it does not matter what occurs in this earth. My company won't be affected. Hallelujah. It doesn't care about, it doesn't matter what happens in the earth. Why? Because the company who created the earth knows the end before the create the end before the beginning. The company has this ability to be he's alpha and he's omega, right? He has written out the whole things. He says, I know the plans and the thoughts I have towards you, manager. I know the plans and thoughts I have towards you, franchisee. 
thoughts, I mean, he said, I know those. They're good to give you a great end, a hope in the future. Right? That's what he says. Why? Because he knows what he's doing. And so I'll ask you this. If somebody had to review your kingdom management franchisee, what star would you be? Would you have a one star on Google? Because it says, oh, they advertise a great meal, but it falls way short. Their food is bland. They got rude and poor service. They bring out wrong orders and they fail to assist me with my problems. Is that what you I mean, because you know, you're on Google. Yep, wherever you go read reviews, it's like I came to them for healing. They lay hands on me and nothing happened. Why? You just like the disciples. You didn't take God serious. How long will you have this little faith? The company says that we can lay hands on the sick and they should recover. So I keep doing what the company says until I see what the company says. I keep going back to the playbook until my management style produces the outcome in which the company told me that I can have. Because when I do that, then I don't have a leaf that withers in a crisis. I don't see in fear. Why? Because I know what the company told me I can have. If I just stick to the playbook, baby, I will score and I will see the finish line. And see, there's there's a show out there that's called uh, Restaurant Impossible, right? And it's another show y'all probably heard of called Hell's Kitchen. I think that one has Gordon Ramsay in it. The premise of all these shows are to find restaurants that are on the brink of failure uh, and they need guidance. And someone to come in and tell them exactly what they need to, to be done to keep them from failing, right? See, the earth gets it. The earth understands that, hey, it's going to be a time where you fail. It may be failing, but you can call in somebody for help. Even the best athletes have a coach. Even the best athletes have a coach. But hold on. The word is always better. Run on over there to Ephesians 4 for me while I take a drip, a drink. A water, a drink of water. Now I'm drinking water. Some of y'all here take a drink. Y'all think I got something in the cup. No, I'm drinking good old filtered water. Ephesians 4. So I just told you, two shows, Restaurant Impossible, Hell's Kitchen. They find failing restaurants. They tell them what needs to be done so that they could become better, right? And they don't have to fail and close. Look at what the word says. And his gifts were varied. He himself appointed and gave men to us, some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists. It says preachers of the gospel, traveling missionaries, some pastors and teachers. Look at this. God, is, God has given us our own restaurant impossible. All right. He says his intention was the perfecting and full equipment of his franchisees. Because that's what a saint is. A saint is a franchisee. He says, look, I have given you teachers. I've given you apostles. I've given you prophets. I've given you pastors. I've given you these people after my own heart for the perfecting of the saints. Or in other words, to grow you up. Let's keep reading verse 13. It says, that it might develop. All right. Until we, hold on. Yeah, that it may develop until we all attain oneness. What is he talking about? Until we all look like the company. He says, I have given you 
pastors, prophets, apostles, teachers. All right, I've given you those people for the perfecting of the saints so that your business won't fail, so that your management will be effective, so that you will produce just like the company, so that in verse 13, we may all in oneness in the faith and in comprehension of the full knowledge of the Son of God, so that we may all come into revelation of the company's plans and the company's desires. That at, at really mature manhood, right, the measure of the statue of the fullness of the Christ and the completeness found in him. So then, verse 14, we may no longer be children tossed like ships to and from. So then in a crisis, I won't be anxious. So then in a, in a, um, in a poor economy, I won't be anxious. When the doctor gives me a, 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 an unexpected outcome. I won't grow anxious. When my kids act a fool, I won't grow anxious. When I got more month than I got money, I won't grow anxious. He says, when you when you let the apostle, when you let the pastor, when you let the, the, the um, teachers, when you let them do their job, it will perfect you and grow you up. Everybody has a management school, right? Everybody has a coach. But see, you don't like the five-fold ministry. You don't want to submit to nobody. You don't want to humble yourself. But baby, you think you're hurting somebody else, but you're only hurting yourself. Your management doesn't improve unless you got somebody to improve you. And God said, I give you I give you somebody to help you understand how to manage. I give you somebody to help you understand how to be a franchisee. I give you somebody. That's your pastor. I give you somebody. That's the apostle. I give you somebody. That's the teacher. I give you somebody. That's the evangelist. I give you somebody. That's the prophet. And they will perfect you so that your management will be perfect. And when you have perfect management, that means it looks just like the company, baby. So when I when you go in, heaven goes in. When you go to the mall, heaven goes to the mall. When you go out to eat, heaven goes out to eat. When you go to the ball game, baby, heaven goes to the ball game. Why? Because everywhere you are, you are representative of the company. And we won't be children. We won't be tossed to and fro between gusts of teaching and wavering. We won't be messed up by the things that we hear. We won't be, we won't become normalized with, with sinful living. We won't, we don't, we'll love the people, but we don't mind telling them how it doesn't align with the word of God. See, I got family that I love, but I'm not co-signing to they sin. See, I can love a person and not co-sign to their sin. Why? Because that's what you got to do to be an effective manager. I got people that work under me and they're great people, but I have to tell them, hey, you do X, Y, X and Y great, but baby Z has got to have some improvement. Why? Because it's my job to help them, to perfect them in their skill. And that's what Pastor Edwin's job, that's what he's done for 22, almost 22 years for me. He has called me out. He has met, shown me things. He has led by example on what management looks like. And I try to imitate that, what him and Pastor Sean has done. But when you despise management, when you despise your man and woman of God, when you think you don't have to go to church, when you think you don't got to commit to people, when you think that you can just be, there is rank and order in a company. Tell your neighbor, say, neighbor, there is rank and order. See, when I first came to FOC, I was just a college kid, and I came and I found I, we ate we ate cracker, I mean cookies and punch on Westwood after church. I didn't know nobody. All I knew is this: I came, I was, I feel like I was called here, so I'm gonna clean up. I'm gonna get this broom, 
And listen, nobody should have to ask you to do what's best for the company. See, see, a lot of you want to be asked, then you'll do it. Baby, no. See, you, you don't got you don't got to be asked. See, when you when when the company's vision become your vision, you see a need, you feel a need. You see a need, you feel a need. That's right. A serving part always leads to advancement. We're going to get to that. Uh, I'm trying to manage our time tonight, but we'll get to that. Yeah, you see a need, you feel a need. Pastor Edwin shouldn't have to say, man, I show with somebody, uh, people coming to Pastor Edwin, Pastor Edwin, can we get some Can we get some paper towel in the bathroom? Why? Why? You saw the paper towel was missing. Baby, have some gumption. The kingdom like people with man. If you a man of God, let, let me speak to the man for a second. If you a man, you gotta have some gumption, right? You I teach my boys right now. I actually put them in situations that, that I just want to see how they're gonna react. Like I do stuff uh just to see if they're gonna fix it. Because I don't want no man. I don't want to raise a man that sees a need and doesn't feel the need. Like that to me, that's a sorry man. Then I gotta come ask another man, hey, can I get some paper towel? That's you. Hey, I didn't know that was you, but hey, to, I ain't gonna be offended. I'm gonna sleep well. But you gotta do, you gotta feel it. You're like, well, I don't know how. Baby, listen, let me give you a personal testimony. All right. I didn't know how to build a wall when we needed one at Conway in office. I, I, I mean, it's people been in this ministry, uh, that we didn't know how to do it. This is what we knew. Pastor Edwin said that he wanted it. I remember one time we wanted to go on TV or go live on the internet. And we were like, what's the budget? At that time, we didn't have no budget. So the goal was to make the TV, make it online for free. So I found a, t a camera and I looked up all these things and we managed to connect everything to make it work. Because here it is. There is a grace available to those that seek out the company's will. There's a grace available. You don't got to know how to do it. You just got to be willing. The disciples didn't know what to do, that they were willing. The, the woman who, who, who had the oil and the, uh, the bread, she didn't know what was going to happen to her. She thought she was going to eat it and die, but she was willing to make them a cake first. See, many of you are putting your own desires before the company's desires. And anytime you put self before a company, company is not obligated to back you. Because you out there by yourself. I tell my managers all the time, listen, if you ever do something that Ralph Marlowe has asked you to do and you find yourself in trouble, all you do is call Ralph Marlowe, I got your back. Because I asked you. I even go as far as to tell my uh, staff this. If I ever ask you to do something that you find contrary or questionable, ask me to send it to you in an email as a receipt so that if anything ever came up, you can blame me. Why? Because the company going to have your back. See, a lot of times, though, the company asks you to fast, but you didn't feel like it. But you wanted the healing that the company had, but you didn't want to do what the company said. So you mad at the company because you didn't get healing, but you didn't turn in what the company asked you to, which was your food. That plate that night. That ice cream. That liquor. That devil's lettuce. Them gummies. You know, you didn't want to turn that. How am I going to cope without this wine at night? Easy. The word says that he'll bring you peace. He'll fill you with joy to the overflows. That's what the word says. 
But see, you don't want to you don't want to do it the company's way because you really don't believe in the company. You're really just showing up because you want a paycheck. But here's here's what you got to understand: there is no earthly earthly paycheck for simply for self of being saved. There is no earthly paycheck simply for being saved. So if all you ever do is get saved, but you never operate in faith, there is no earthly paycheck for you. Because the Bible says that Jesus shall live by faith, and those that come to him must believe that he is, and his rewarder of those that diligently seek him. And we know that it is faith that pleases God. So if all I ever do is have enough faith to get saved, then on earth I will experience torment. On earth, I will experience poverty. On earth, I will experience setback. Because all you do is get saved. The reward is in the eternal, but it's not in the now. So I got to understand that if I want a check, then I got to improve my management. Look at Jacob. Let me see. Yeah, look at Joseph. Y'all hang in with me a little longer. It says, look at why, why all this talk about management. Why are we talking about management? Because it's how we're going to overcome the crisis. It says your ability to operate as a manager will determine your ability to navigate crisis. This will not only impact your life, but the lives of others. You do not manage in a vacuum. Go ask Joseph. You know, I love to tell y'all to go ask somebody. If I tell you to go ask somebody, just go read about Joseph. You know, Joseph went through a lot. He had lots of turmoil and crisis. Heck, his brothers, uh, so, I mean, went out here and left him for dead. But through this all, Joseph maintained the integrity of the company's policies and expectations. Every time Joseph was asked to do something, he did it. Therefore, not only did he live a great life, but he saved an entire country due to his management. See, you got small thinking. You thinking that Pastor Edwin gave us that word just for us to make it through 2023. No, baby. He is trying to get you to the position to be like that mustard seed that grows into a great tree and it brings shade and shelter and support for many people. All right. So God, we have this word, not for our own selfish endeavors, but we have this word because we're going to be like Joseph. We're going to save nations. Our money is going to be so big that we're going to see families in need and we're going to be able to pay their mortgage for six and six months and 12 months at a time. We're going to see kids in need and go to school and they not know how they're going to go back over the summer. And all we're going to do is be able to pay their uh, tuition for the entire year or, or for the whole time. Right. Integrity of the company's policies. If we go by the company policies, the company will always back us. See, it, it this word from God isn't your management isn't just about you, but it's about the whole nation. Just like Joseph. See, his commitment to the kingdom got him out of prison. His commitment to the kingdom caused him to rise in ranks. He was an outsider. Joseph wasn't even from there. But because he listened to the policy of the company, he managed accordingly, he found favor. See, when you manage according to the company, baby, you find favor. You go into the bank and they say, I don't know why I'm doing this for you, Mr. Marlowe. Your credit score ain't even what it's supposed to be. You don't even got good references. But I don't know why, but I just feel like I'm supposed to say yes. And you'll get yeses in places that there once was no's. You'll, you'll have doors open in places that once were slammed on you. You'll be invited to tables and rooms and to meetings that you never thought you would be in, all because you managed weight. And so Joseph, through a crisis, was able to find favor. Why? Because effective management will bring wealth in any season. Go ahead. Y'all should go ahead and type that. Effective management 
will bring you wealth in any season. There is nothing that can keep a good manager down. He or she is backed by the company. And see, that's unlike the earthly example of McDonald's we've been paralleling. See, McDonald's can run out of money, but baby, the company, kingdom can't. See, see, McDonald's can, can run out of real estate, but the kingdom can't. The McDonald's can run out of potatoes, but the kingdom can't. See, like the woman with the oil, he said, just go gather jars and go gather jars. And she's like, I don't, I mean, she, he's like, I don't have that many jars. He's like, well, go get some, go to all your neighbors. And she began to pour. And the Bible says that she poured until she filled every jar in her house. Why? Because when you operate in the kingdom, the kingdom can multiply what you got in your house. I remember Mama saying, telling a testimony, how she was making a pie or a cake or something. And she went back and it was her last apple. She thought, she saw that she only had two apples left. And she's like, oh, I need so many more, whatever fruit it was. And, and she went, took that one and went back. And when she came back, there was another one. See, God is still in the business of doing what he has done. He is still in the business of multiplying that uh, make, I was an apple cobbler. He is still in the business of multiplying apple, apples and for an apple cobbler. It's the same God of the toilet paper, the same God of the apples, the same God of the houses, the same God of rising from the dead, the same God that was there is now here. And when we manage well, we can avert a crisis. When we manage well, it will be stormy all the way around us, but we will not get wet. The wind will not blow us over. Why? Because when you manage well, you will always find yourself in wealth in any season. But when you have a lack, lack of growth, the lack of growth is due to a lack of management. Luke 16, 10 through 12. He who is faithful, this is what Nietzsche, Pastor Nietzsche was talking about earlier. He who is faithful, hey, I started an announcement 11 minutes in, so I got nine more minutes. He who is faithful in a very little thing is faithful also in much. And he who is dishonest and unjust in a very little thing is dishonest and unjust also in a much. Therefore, if you have not been faithful in the, in, in, uh, in the case of unrighteous management, if you have not managed unrighteous, uh, those things well, who will entrust you to true riches? If you have not proved faithful in that which belongs to another man, if you haven't managed what the company has given you, in other words, who will give you that which is your own? See, I never cared about being a pastor. I'll be telling you the truth. I, I, I didn't care. And, and for me, it's just something I do because God asked me to. But you got to be satisfied with whatever God called you to because in that, there's your wealth. See, it is it is earthly mindset that makes us think that, oh, being a janitor won't make me rich. There are million dollar janitorial businesses all around. Million. Million dollar janitorial buildings all around. You got to understand it. You got to be, as it says, you got to be, you got to be diligent. You got to be diligent because what happens is you're saying, God, I want the six digit job and you want tied off the uh, uh, four digit job. You're a thousandaire and you want tithe. Why would he make you a millionaire? Money only is a magnifier. It makes you more of who you are. So right now, if you're drinking 
uh, right now, if you're drinking Mad Dog 2020, because that's the cheapest thing you can get, if you become a millionaire, you just pop in bottles that cost $10,000 a piece. You just money just a magnifier. You become a result. You become you magnify who you are. It's just a magnifier. So so right now, if, if, if you out paying for hedonistic activities right now, then what all you're gonna do is uh, upscale what you where you do your hedonistic activities at. You're just gonna be on a penthouse in Miami on the top floor on a balcony. Right. That's what you're going to do, because your money is just going to magnify your experiences. So right now, if you ain't tithing off a thousand, baby, you ain't going to tile off ten thousand. Some of y'all done brought a lottery ticket and you praying you win the mega millions tonight when they draw the lottery. You lying. You ain't going to tithe off that five hundred and twenty five million dollars cash payout they may give you. That's fifty two point five million dollars when God can't trust you to title your refund check of five thousand which ain't but five hundred dollars don't lie to yourself but you want promotion without doing it god's way and see that's what the world wants and we have painted pictures in the world that you can get things without doing it god's way it's a lie it's a lie but as a manager you must be diligent and that's where we're gonna close tonight i got six minutes uh, man, I wish I could get you them tapes from uh, Magnair. They were some good teachers, man. Pastor Edwin talking about being lazy. I'm just going to run through some scripture tonight because if I start talking about this too much, we'll, we'll go too long. But as a manager, you must be diligent, right? And see, that's one thing that gets us caught up. We ain't willing to put in the work. See, you you like, I obey God, I do this, but the moment it requires a little more effort than you thought, you quit. But let's read through these scriptures real quick. Proverbs 10, 4. Lazy hands make a man poor, but diligent hands bring wealth. Lazy hands make a man, God, I show one more. Hey, go start that business. Go read that book. I don't got time to do that. I don't got, I ain't trying to mow no yards. I ain't trying to go back to school. I ain't trying, all that ain't trying. Well, you ain't trying to be broke. I mean, wealthy, you trying to be broke. Now, I'm telling you what the Bible says. So if you don't, don't fuss with me. This is what the word says. Lazy hands make a man poor, but diligent hands bring wealth. What are you putting your hand to, manager? As a manager, you must align to the company, the kingdom. You must not be lazy because you will be poor. Diligence brings wealth. And see, here's the thing with poverty. It ain't just money. See, if you don't put your hand to something, you're going to have a poor marriage. If you don't put your hand to being an effective parent, you're going to have some bad kids. Right. If you don't put your hand to uh, to uh, being financially uh, capable and learning some things, you're going to mismanage money, everything. Right. So when we talking about poverty, it, I'm not just talking about your money. I'm talking about your health. You you wonder why your bones ache. Baby, you 286 and you 5'2". You big. That's why your bones hurt. I know I use examples. It's shocking all. But. Y'all laugh, but you remember it. But that's why things don't happen. You got high blood pressure, but you got a whole bag of sunflower seeds, pork rinds, and then every meal got a uh, got salty food and stuff on it. And you're wondering why healing isn't manifesting. You can't believe God for a miracle and then just totally go against earthly things that say that this needs to be done to take care of this problem. It's like me climbing to the top of a building and saying, God, I need you to turn off gravity while I jump. It's like having 
lung cancer and then you smoking a pack and a half of cigarettes a day and not taking your medicine. See, there are some earthly things that we supposed to do. This dude highlighted 286. Y'all so silly. All right, I got three minutes. Let's go to the next scripture. Proverbs 6, 9 through 11. How long will you lie there, O slugger? When will you arise from your sleep? A little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to rest, and poverty will come upon you like a robber and won't like an armed man. See, sometimes you ain't broke because it's people. It ain't your haters. You ain't broke because ain't no jobs out there. You broke because you ain't moving nothing. You broke because you laying in a bed and you, you ain't on Indeed. You broke because you ain't applying for nothing. You broke because you, you want to play Xbox and PlayStation and you don't want to fill out no applications. You don't want to listen to nobody. Let's go back to the perfecting of the saints, the perfecting of the managers, the apostle, the prophet, the teacher, uh, the evangelist. All of them told you to go get a job, but you broke because you won't. That ain't nobody's fault. You slugger. Now, that's what the Bible says. That ain't what I said. This is what the Bible says. When will you arise from your sleep? Proverbs 10 and 4. I'm giving y'all a couple of them. A slack hand causes what? Poverty. But the hand of the diligent makes rich. Do I got diligent? Go ahead and confess it. I got diligent hands. I got diligent hands. Proverbs 12 and 11. Those who work their land will have abundant food. I love it. But those who chase fantasies have no sense. I ain't going to talk about that one because uh, I'll say something. Proverbs 12 and 24. Diligence hand will rule, but laziness ends in forced labor. Why do you always think that you find yourself in situations where you've always been told what to do? Because your hands ain't diligent. God can't trust you managing other people because you can't manage yourself. See, that's the thing. That's the thing. A lot of you want different positions on your job. See, they can't trust you to manage uh, the team because you can't show up for work on time. You don't turn in your projects on time. You don't do things accurately. You don't do spell check. You don't do things that need to be done with excellence. And you want to manage the team, baby, you ain't managing yourself. And so you can't be promoted if you're not diligent and excellent in the things that you do yourself. Proverbs 13 and 4, a sluggish appetite is never filled, but the desires of the diligent are always are fully satisfied. See, when I do it the company's way and I put my hands to work the company's way, because you understand when, as we do ministry across the world, Pastor Sean and Pastor Edwin ain't going to always feel like flying, but you know what? They're going to be diligent. You know what? I mean, we don't always feel like wake. I don't, let me, hey, truth. I don't always feel like doing fresh Bible study. I bet you in 22 years of, of ministry, Pastor Edwin and Pastor Sean ain't always feel like waking up Sunday and teaching. I know when I was driving for nine years to Conway every week on Sundays and Wednesdays, they didn't feel like it. But diligent hands cause you to be fully satisfied. At 51, that brother's retired. Pastor Sean's business is doing better than it's ever done before. Why? Diligent hands are fully satisfied. So will you be fully satisfied in 2023? Because you got diligent hands. Proverbs 14:23. All hard work brings profit, but mere talk leads only to poverty. Quit talking about what you're gonna do. Do something. Do something. All right, do something. All right, your last two scriptures. Proverbs 18 and 9. 
Whoever is lazy regarding his work is also a brother to the master of destruction. That's a whole message in itself. All right. Whoever is lazy regarding his work is also a brother to the master of destruction. In Proverbs 19 and 15, laziness brings on deep sleep and a shiftless go hungry. Man, you can't blame God or the enemy for some of the things you're seeing. You should just ask God, God, are there areas in my life I'm just being lazy and it's causing my poverty? If so, Father, show them to me and then ask God for a plan on how to become, have diligent hands so that you may always have wealth. All right. And, and, and then lastly, we're going to wrap up 1 Corinthians 12, 15, 58. So I'm diligent, right? And as a diligent person, this is what this diligence looks like. Therefore, my beloved brothers, be ye steadfast and movable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that in the Lord, your labor is not in vain. Your labor is, that's what diligence looks like. God says, hey, be diligent. Be steadfast, be immovable. So in the next six months, when you see things that's contrary to my word, baby, be diligent, be immovable. Know that everything I ask you to do, that your labor is not in vain. As a diligent person, you will be fully satisfied, says God. So I got to have a refusal to quit. I got to have a tenacity to see what the company has said. And I got to have a tenacity and a stick to itness to keep doing it even when it seems like it won't work. Do you not think McDonald's has some franchisees that was like, man, I don't know about this. It seems like I'm moving money. I'm giving out these four for fours. I'm giving out all these coupons. But at the end of the year, they had over $500,000 profit because they stuck to the company. Baby, will you stick to the company's way in 2023? With the, the, the God in words says it like this. Will you let me walk with you? That's what he's asking. Will you let me walk with you? Will you, you hearken to the word so that I may make your hand prosperous in everything that you put it to? And so that's why management is so important. You are a manager. It's okay to want to manage and to have authority. It's okay to want to rule over things. Ask God, what's the area you're supposed to be ruling over? And then be a company man. See there, and, and, and be a company man. That, that's that's just another way of saying being a disciple. Follow God. Be a company man. Do what God wants you to do. And this will be our best year yet. All right. So that's the word for the night. Thank you, God. I know it's a little longer than the usual, uh, but thank you guys for hanging there in there with me. I greatly appreciate it. I hope that you were blessed by this word tonight. All right. Let's go over the announcements real quick. First announcement is this. At FOC, if you didn't know, now you know. We have 100% tithers. And our tithers utilize push pay. They usually utilize Giveify. They utilize... Uh, Tively and text to give. And then our international partners use FOC Church NWA for their giving. We have 100% part uh, givers. If you haven't set your giving goal for 2023, I challenge you, set the goal. Look at what you gave in 2022 and make it more. God, what, what will I give this year? What's my stretch number? All right. Man, April used to do, we looked at ours and it was crazy. What we did individually it was just a few years ago we were doing collectively. And now we individually do, do the amount that we used to take two of us to do. And so that, and if that, 
And I say that that's what's going to happen for some of you. Some of your giving is going to double. And you're like, oh, I'm not sure if I want my giving to double. Baby, yes, you do. You want your giving to double. Why? Because the company makes a promise. The company's 401k plan for the kingdom is better than any 401k plan in earth. What he says, if you give back into the company, what I'm going to do is cause men to give back to press down, shaking together with men pouring to your bosom. He said, I'm going to cause a, some... 10, 30, 100 fold harvest, right? I think 30, 60, 100 fold harvest. He says, you can't beat the company's uh, plan of giving. He said, but not only that, when you bring the tithe into my house, I'm going to rebuke the devourer for your sake. So when the enemy tries to come against you, I'm going to make sure you're good. See, giving into the company is only the company's way of bringing more protections into your life. So that's why we have 100% tithers because it's rebuking the devourer for our sake. He's opened up the windows of heaven and pouring out a blessing. He, that's what he's doing for us, right? So you've given your time, all right? If you don't know Jesus, your personal savior, it's easy. Accept him. Come home, baby. Say, God, I want to, Jesus, I accept you into my life as Lord. I believe that you was raised from the dead for the forgiveness of my sins. With my mouth, I confess, and with my heart, and with my heart, I believe that you are risen and that I, I, you are my Lord. And I thank you that tonight that you fill me with your spirit so that I may manage in this earth the way that you've called me to manage. And you don't got to be perfect tonight, baby. There's, I got new managers. I got some new people that came to my company this year and they don't manage like the people that's been there 20 years. So don't mess up. You'll mess up. You'll make mistakes, but that's okay. The Holy Spirit, the fivefold ministry, they'll be there to cause you to be perfected. All right. So don't get discouraged. Come home. If you don't have a church home, FOC, uh, church, FOC church.com, go visit. Become a partner today. We're an amazing church, church touching lives all around the world. And there is no better ministry to partner with than us. And so we we are we are thousands strong uh, on every continent in this world. All right. And that's that that's what we're gonna do. We're gonna reach every continent in this world. And I wanna know will you partner with us in achieving that goal? All right. And if so, check out FLCchurch.com. Uh, all right. Uh, you know service times. Uh, next time we're going to be together is Friday at 6.30 in the morning, Champions Prayer. Uh, and then Sunday at 9 for Pastor Chris for Praise and Worship, 9.30, Pastor Edwin and Pastor Sean for Sunday Celebration. Then Monday we're back uh, for Strategy Success with Pastor Sean. And then Wednesday is our uh, triple header. We got Prayer at 7. We got Ignite at 7.15. And then we got Refresh here. And then Champions Huddle in person, February the 5th. We will see you. Let's have a packed house. I think we got 100 and around 40, 150 seats in a building. Let's fill every single seat in that building for February the 5th. All right? I, I bet that'll warm past everyone's heart greatly. And I'll be honest, i just like to see some of y'all ain't met and hug on y'all and love on you. So February the 5th, and then it's not an announcement per se on this, but February the 6th. Pastor Sean's birthday. All right. Make sure. All right. Pastor Sean loves birthdays. So Pastor Edwin is like, uh, but Pastor Sean, we gonna make sure we celebrate. So there'll probably be some type of celebration that we do uh for that snowy cookie. Y'all check uh check things out. We're gonna we're gonna take care of some things. All right. I love y'all so much. I'm so happy that I get to do ministry with you. You be blessed, and I pray that you have an awesome rest of the week. All right, bye-bye.